the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hello, this is Bishop Derek Greer of Grace Church in Dumfries, Virginia. From the Grace Church family, we wish you a happy new year. No matter where you are, find a local church and remember, Jesus is the reason for the season. Welcome to Live Big with Dr. Derek Greer. We're glad you decided to join us today. Remember, you can get access to this message and a full library of teaching from Dr. Greer at gracechurchva.org. As we dive deep into the Word of God, we believe that it changes us and empowers us to think big, do big, and live big. This type of living will not only impact our lives, but will inevitably bless others. So our hope is that this broadcast inspires you to live big. Here's Dr. Greer. Amen. We're going to begin today in the book of Jude. Um, You know, when Jesus began his ministry, the Jews wanted a relationship with God, but the problem was they wanted it without Jesus Christ. And we look back and we say, well, you know, hey, guys, you, you, you read the Bible, you memorized the first five books. How could you miss Jesus knowing all that information in your head? But I have found in the year 2000, the Christian church wants a relationship with Jesus, but without the Holy Spirit. It's the same type of thing. It's uh, just different persons of the Godhead. Are you tracking with me? Let's begin with Jude chapter 1. There's only one chapter, so can't get mixed up there. And verse 20. All right. But you, dear what? Who is he saying this to? Friends of God. How many of you are friends of God? Build yourselves up. Who does the building? You. Does God do it for you? You can have a weight machine in your house, but if you just look at it, it's going to profit you any. You got to use the machine, right? All right. It says, but you build yourselves up in your most holy faith. The NIV has a conjunction there that could cause us to misunderstand what the Greek is saying here if you want want it to be that way. And praying the Holy Spirit. It seems like praying in the Holy Spirit is something different. But let's go to Jude 1 and 20. And we will see it from the Amplified Version where they are taking pains to translate the Bible from the Greek and amplify it in a way that we understand it better. It says here, but you beloved... Build yourselves up or found yourselves on your most holy, what? Faith. 
make progress rise like an edifice higher and higher, comma, or by praying in the holy what? What the Lord began to show me is that, you know, I've been preaching his word and I've been teaching sometimes directly and other times indirectly on the subject of faith. But in many respects, there are many in our congregation that are still not equipped to fully work with, walk with God. Okay, how do I say that better? Let me, let, me, let me say this right. Okay, you can walk with God, but let's put it this way. Many people are walking with God on four cylinders, but God has an assignment on this house that requires eight cylinders. And if all eight cylinders are not firing, you're going to find yourself struggling to keep up and even at odds with the pace. Are you hearing me? He says here that one way to build up your faith is by praying in the Holy Spirit. So, you know, faith comes by hearing the word of God. That's what the Bible says, right? But it also comes by praying in the Spirit. So if you're only hearing the word, but not praying in the spirit, you are missing half of the means through which we obtain strong faith. So you may be trying as hard as you can with the purest motive, but you're only going to use four cylinders because you're only using the word of God to establish your faith. But if you want the eight cylinders, you have to also lean on the other half. That's not just the written word of God. It's the living Holy Spirit that abides in your heart. Are you hearing me? There are times that, you know, I thank God for the word, but as, as, as much as I love the word, in my times of struggle, particularly in, in times of struggle when it comes to my faith, it's often the voice of the Holy Spirit that strengthens me. When I begin to doubt, I can hear his voice speaking up. And often he'll remind me of a scripture. But it's the voice of God speaking to me. And with it, with his voice, he dumps faith. You know, some people, when they speak to you, they just communicate fear. It's communicate anxiety. You ever been around an angry person? Just after you talk to them, you feel yelled at. You feel exhausted because they're angry, right? You see, what's in God when he speaks gets released in his word. And every time the Holy Spirit speaks, because God absolutely trusts himself, when he speaks to me, I walk away from that encounter with more faith. So if God is not speaking to our hearts, we limit our progression in our walk of faith with God. Are you hearing me? He says here, we are to build ourselves up, make progress, rise like an edifice. What's an edifice? A building. Higher and higher. Praying in the Holy Spirit. Interesting. Let's keep, let's keep looking at the scriptures. Jesus picks up on the subject of prayer. You're not going to hear a whole lot of my opinion today. We're going to really look at the scriptures here so you can be sure that uh, your faith is, is, is rightly founded tonight. Therefore, Jesus says this. You should pray like this. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your what? So prayer begins with praise, right? You are awesome, God. We love you. It's all about your name, not first about my name. It's all about who? You, right? Okay, we got that. Then he says, you're what? Kingdom come. And we've talked about that in the past, but quickly, you're what will be done. How are we to pray? We're to pray that God's will be done on earth as it what? It is, okay. 
Okay. How are we to pray? God's will be done where? On earth as what? Okay. Now, how many of you in here always know the will of God? That's why we can't pray. He says pray always. Okay. Okay. Take what I said, and in a moment, we're going to look at some scripture. We're back into it. Next slide. I put a question here. How can we pray, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, without the Holy Spirit's ministry? This is a question we're going to answer here. Jesus says, church, you're to pray that God's will be done on earth as it is in heaven. But how many of you know the Bible does not say that you are to accept that job? There's no chapter and verse that says accept that job, marry that person, walk down that street. There's no verse that tells you specifically what their general verses that teach general truths. But, you know, if, if, I, if the 7-Eleven is about to be robbed, a generic scripture may not be the thing that keeps me from going in that store. In that moment, I may need to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit say, you know, you might want to buy that milk at Walmart. Do, do you understand what I'm, what I'm saying here? Let's keep going. Romans 8 and 26, take in the word here. In the same way, the Spirit helps us in our what? He's about to describe our weakness. We don't know what to pray for as we ought. We, in my mind, I don't know always the will of God. People come to me, pastor, pray for my healing. Well, I, I, I usually pray because there's a general command in the scripture, you know, lay hands on the sick and they'll recover. But usually faith does not really rise in my heart until there's a barren witness in my heart that I'm doing the right thing. Are you tracking with me? It says here, in the same way the Spirit helps us in our weakness, all human beings are in a state of weakness, even after we're saved. We do not know everything intellectually when we get born again. Now, the Bible said there's coming a day we will know even as we're known. Right now, we look through a glass darkly. But right now... You know, we grasp at things, we have understanding, our mind is being renewed, but our spirit has already been born from above. Our spirit is the righteousness of God. It's our mind that he's working on. So if you are just praying and living out of your mind, you are at a disadvantage because you can only deal with things you understand. The Bible says we perish for a lack of knowledge. How many of y'all understand how an airplane flies? How many of you understand how a rocket gets to the moon? How many of you even understand this economy? I mean, we don't, and even those that have degrees don't. They can only, you know, they have all these wonderful things they say in advance, but they're almost always wrong. It's only afterwards that they can comment, and many of us live lives like that. We're only afterwards, we, okay, that happened, but, but, but we're not really living with a relationship with the Holy Spirit. The Bible said the Spirit comes to show us things that come. When you have a relationship with the Spirit of God, he will not just show you uh, what has been. He will also show you what things Are you tracking with me? Okay. Same way the Spirit helps us in our weakness. Man, I'm weak. Listen, when I stand up there to preach, I have no idea what you need. I I mean, I need God to deliver the Word of God. So do you. You don't know what's inside your child. You don't know what's inside your spouse. You don't know what's inside you. We are weak intellectually. That's why the Holy Spirit comes to to guide our intellect and, and renew our minds. We do not know what we ought to pray for. We do not always know the will of God. But the Spirit, see, I don't have it intellectually. Many of us think we're smart. We think we're too smart. And for that reason, we lean on our own understanding. 
But I've learned not to, I don't care, I've read over a thousand books, probably thousands in my lifetime. And I'm not talking about skipping, I'm talking about highlighting reading. I read books, but I'm still dumb when it comes to the things of God. You know how I mean that. I, I, if you want to enter the kingdom, you got to become like a child. The Pharisees, the problem was they thought they knew too much. And many of us, the, the point is, but the spirit, but the spirit, but the spirit himself. Now, why spirit himself? Emphasis. It's repeating spirit. He didn't say spirit. Spirit said spirit himself. Emphasis meaning, you know, spirit in capital letters intercedes for us with groans that words cannot express. You cannot speak an articulate speech, meaning there's some issues in life that God doesn't need. There's no words in the English language to handle it. In fact, even if there were, God knows if he told your mind, you'll just fall down and almost die. Some of you, if you knew years ago what you'd be facing today, you would just fall apart. You, you probably want to die that night in the hotel room. Do you hear what I'm saying? So there's something God can't tell us, so he has to bypass the intellect because emotionally we can't handle it. Are you hearing me? And that's, a, that's an act of love. He says, boy, it's too much for your brain. You're, you don't know enough Bible. You don't know enough about me. I'm going to bypass that whole thing, and I'm going to intercede through you with groans that make no sense to your brain. Why do people have problems with groaning that makes no sense to the brain? Because the mind wants to be in control. We, we, we want to be, we talked about this in the past, sukkakos versus pneumatic people. Sukkakos people are people ruled by the mind. They're born again in the spirit, but they're ruled by the brain. The order of service is just the way the order, everything goes in the order in the path. There's no room for the Holy Spirit. It's, it's Absolutely sucrose, the mind of man. But a sucrose mind is a mind that gives room to the, it thinks and it plans, but it gives space to the Holy Spirit. It's willing to yield, it's willing to adjust plans. Do you understand what I'm saying? A pneumatic mind, pneuma actually means spirit in Greek. Suke is where we get the term soul. A pneumatic mind, if you will, is a mind. It says, listen, the Bible says a mind stayed on the flesh is an enmity with God. You see, when you live your life out of your brain, you're living out of the fall. You see, after the fall, the Holy Spirit left Adam. Adam had to then start figuring everything out. It wasn't like that before the fall. The Holy Spirit was in there leading and guiding. Are you tracking with me? So now listen, please hear me. We need to think. Wisdom is the supreme thing, the principal thing the Bible declares. But we must not, as we always say, put the cart before the horse. We need to keep things in proper perspective. He says here, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us. Now, what does intercede mean? It means bringing together two parties. You have a problem. The problem is that problem separated from God. But if you get the problem solved and connected with your problem, there comes the solution. Are you tracking? So what intercession is, is bringing the two parties together. Sometimes in my brain, I can't figure out how to reach God. I can't, fi- I can't figure the thing out. So what I do is I begin to pray in the spirit, and he begins to bring, do you understand, my need into contact with, with, with the living God who is the need uh, supplier and, and, and meter. Do, do, you, do you understand what I'm saying? And when that intercession takes place, heaven is released on earth. Now, Jesus commanded us 
Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. How's that going to be if we don't know what's happening in heaven? If we don't know the mind of God, how can we pray God's will? Who knows the mind of God we're about to read in a moment but the Spirit of God? You cannot go to seminary, cemetery for some of us. You cannot go to schools and think you're going to capture the mind of God. You have to be found on your knees. Do you hear what I'm saying? And have a genuine relationship with God through the Holy Spirit in order for you to know the mind of God. You see, the difference between us and the world is we have inside information. I mean, if we go to stock market, we, 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 we could go to jail for insider training because God knows and he's inside me telling me exactly what to do. Are you hearing me? As saints of God, we are to be marked by always having inside information. Are you tracking with me? That's the work of the Holy Spirit to show us things to come. But the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groans that words cannot express. Does anyone in here need intercession? I know I do. So I don't want to miss that. Then it says, and he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the spirit because the spirit intercedes for the saints in accordance with what? So the Holy Spirit prays in accordance with what? Jesus said, when you pray, pray, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. If you're only praying intellectual prayers, you are missing half of your cylinders. You're not firing on all eight cylinders. Thank God for, for the understanding you do have. It's kept you. And it's preserved you. But in these last days, man, I don't know how anybody can face the challenges in this world without the full help that God provides us in the spirit of Christ. Are you hearing me? Let's keep going. Next slide. How can we pray your will be done on earth as it is in heaven again without the Holy Spirit's ministry? First Corinthians 2 and 10. He's talking about a lot of things, but he says, but God has revealed it to us by his spirit. The spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. The spirit inside me knows me perfectly, but he knows the father perfectly. He knows exactly what's in God's mind, exactly what's in my mind. And he knows how to bring the two together. Now, typically, he's not, you know, he's not changing God. He's really changing me in the process. But he's, he's the, listen, Jesus died and went on to, it's appointed to man once to die, then the judgment. Jesus died. He went to heaven. He's coming back again, but he's not back in his body yet. The only ministry of God on planet earth is through the Holy Spirit. The Father is not ministering on earth except through the Holy Spirit. Jesus is not ministering on earth except through the who? Jesus said, it's better that I go away because when I go away, the comforter is coming. So whose ministry is all this? The Holy Spirit's. Church is about the release of the ministry of the Holy Spirit who only talks about Christ and the Father. Are you hearing me? Okay. For who among men knows the thoughts of man except the man's spirit within him? In the same way, no one knows the thought or the will of God except the Spirit of God. Jesus says, we're to pray, thy will be done on earth as it is on heaven. But Paul says, by the same Holy Spirit, he says, only the Spirit of God knows the will of God. You see, the Pharisees knew, they memorized the Bible, but they didn't have a relationship with God. So they didn't know the will of God. So when the will of God took on flesh, walked on the earth, they crucified him. Many carnal people, good intention, will crucify the move of the Holy Spirit. 
because they don't discern the will because they have a sucrucose relationship with God. It's, it's about everything I can figure out, everything that makes sense in my brain. And when it doesn't add up in the brain, they become suspect question. They even begin to attack that which doesn't make sense. But I have learned when something doesn't make sense to be quiet and talk to God. Or show me, explain to me. Maybe I didn't see this in your word before. Let's take another look. That's why you need to be humble. You have to humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. Then, then, then he'll lift you. Oh. Then it goes on and, and says uh, some other things to us. Let's move to the next slide. Now, we're talking a little bit about the Holy Spirit. And let's, let's go to John chapter 20 and verse 21. Jesus has just been resurrected. Again, Jesus said, peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I'm sending who? He's about to send them, right? But he won't send them. He said, I'm going to do it the same way God did it to me. I'm going to do it for you. Are, Are you hearing me? Okay. He says, and with that, he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. Has Jesus ever said anything in the Bible that didn't happen. So at that moment, these 12 men received the Holy Spirit. Is that correct? Okay. Let's keep going then. That's interesting. Let's go to the next slide. If they received the Holy Spirit, why does he make this following statement in Acts chapter 1, verse 5? On one occasion while he was eating with them, this is the 40 days and 40 nights after the resurrection, he was ministering to the disciples. After he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. He gave them a suggestion. Maybe he said, listen, this is just for the Pentecostals and the Charismatics. It says here he gave them, speaking of all 11 that remained, do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Hmm. But you will receive power, dunamin, literally, or you've heard me say dunamis in the past, and this power is miracle-working power. The distinctive of the church was not high theology as much as right theology and power. Are you hearing me? He said, listen, don't leave here. Listen, do not, don't you dare try to take your ministry outside this building's walls until you're anointed with miracle-working power. That was the original command here. He says, don't leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift God promised and which you've heard me speak about. John baptized with water. Uh, you'll be baptized in the Holy Spirit. Verse 8. But you will receive uh, dunamis or dunamis when the Holy Spirit comes on you And you will then be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and all the ends of the earth. Now, help me here. They already received the Holy Spirit, meaning they were born again. If you were born again, you cannot be born again without the Holy Spirit living in you. Are you hearing me? The Holy Spirit is the seal, the Bible says, of our redemption. It's the mark. If God has accepted our cry and our faith in him, He answers by releasing the Spirit of God in our hearts. You need to know the Spirit fills the entire earth. And as soon as we believe, he comes into our spirit. Do you understand? Changes our motivations and and cleanses us of our sins. 
But is he telling them to receive it once, or did they lose it between the last? What's happening here? Does anyone know? Okay, seal in, yeah. We're going to see something here. That after the resurrection of Christ, the disciples were born from above. They were born again. But there was a subsequent experience. There was a second step necessary for them to be effective witnesses. If you're born again, you will die and go to heaven. But if you want to be most effective on the earth with all eight cylinders, you need power. Are you hearing me? He says here, listen. In the first place, he says, receive the Holy Spirit. But now he's talking about the Spirit coming upon them. Now, you got to understand this. And, and many of our songs are wrong. We even sing them at grace. But because our understanding is not where it needs to be, we sing them, God anoints them and blesses them. Even when I sing them, I, I understand them in a proper way so, so I can enjoy the song. But we're always, Lord, you know, let your Spirit fall on us and come down. But, but we misunderstand. Our thinking is that the Spirit of God is not really on us. or, or with, and, and if we pull him out of heaven, you know, he'll fall. But the reality is the Spirit of God is around us. He's in us. He, he's everywhere. So there has to be a bubbling up of the Holy Spirit and a coming down of the Holy And that's the baptism, you know. You understand what I'm saying? You are listening to the Live Big Broadcast with Dr. Derek Greer. We pray that you are inspired to think big, do big, and live big. Our goal is to compel you to live in a way that overflows and blesses those around you. Find out more about this broadcast, Grace Church, and Dr. Derek Greer at gracechurchva.org. Dr. Greer and his wife, Pastor Yermitu, invite you to meet them at Grace Church in Dumfries, Virginia for vibrant worship, Bible teaching, and fellowship each Sunday and Wednesday. Click gracechurchva.org for service times, directions, and much more. Again, that's gracechurchva.org. This has been Live Big with Dr. Derek Greer. Watch the Live Big broadcast Monday through Friday and every Sunday. Check your local TV listings or visit gracechurchva.org for the broadcast schedule. That's all the time we have. But until next time, remember, you have what it takes in Christ to live big. Live big.